This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Monday. It is Monday. It is December. And we are finally done with 90 Day Fiance the other way because we all watch the tell all. Uh, welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. Wherever you're watching, if you can hit that thumbs up, that would be awesome. We're going to do a little housekeeping and then we'll just jump into this tell all. Um, bottom of your screen shows you where you can support the show, support the show, support the show. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, there are super chats, super stickers available there as well. Shout out to my Patreon subscribers. A lot of stuff coming down that pipeline starting tomorrow too, you guys. Woo! I cannot wait. I will be up early and I can't wait for y'all to join me for that one. Um, overall thoughts of this tell-all. I'm I was underwhelmed. I'm actually glad that it was only a part one, two hour tell all because they weren't really like we did. Okay. You guys, we did get some information, but I feel like we didn't get anything new that we didn't already know. And I don't know why, but, but this one was kind of like, yeah, it was like, yeah. What did you guys think? what do you guys think of this tell all and, and everything that happened? So let me know in the live chat, if you're watching the replay, uh, definitely let me know in the replay. Hey, C. Cruz. Hey, Better Days. Hey, Michelle. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, Vanessa. Um, <clears throat> starts off with Ellie and Victor. Uh, it's Victor's first time to New York. And so I want you guys to unpack that. What that means, uh, which we've already known, is that Victor is living in the United States with Ellie. And if you think about the time frame of how, when the tell-all airs, when they film, he obviously got approved for that K-1 visa. K-1 visa gives you 90 days. It has been longer than 90 days, so they're married. So they're living in, in Seattle, um, which, you know, I called from the jump. Like, she was never going to move to Provencia. Um, You know, she didn't really pack up her place. You know, she sold her pizza joint, but she really didn't. She sold it to her business partner, which, you know, whatever. So long story short... Uh, they're married. They're living in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, if you didn't know that, now you know. As well as he has a like a preteen daughter that is also living with them in America. So there's a whole thing. Hey, Amanda, welcome. 
So there's that. And then Stephen came. Stephen was in studio without Alina. And he said that she couldn't get her visa, which I thought was interesting, right? Like their whole little storyline, which we'll get to. But like, why couldn't she get her visa? But he was able to come back. Just seemed a little odd to me. But said, you know, married life is better than he thought. Um, But that was before all the other stuff that we learned uh, that if you didn't know, we had already known. I guess what it is, you guys, is all the stuff that they talk about, we here at this Melanated Way, we already knew about it. We've reported on it. So that was nothing, like, surprising to me. Uh, I think maybe that's why I felt it was a little lackluster. Um, <clears throat> and then Kenny, Kenny showed up. And then also, too, Armando wasn't there. And I was wondering what that's about, like, is there a reason why Armando can't travel to America? That has been a question that I've always had and I don't have the answer to. And if one of you has the answer, please do let me, let me know. And then there was Corey and Evelyn and right off the bat, Corey saying how the wed- his wedding day was the best day of his life, but like you were already married. This was just a celebration of your marriage. So I don't know what you're talking about, but then meanwhile, of course, Evelyn is complaining And she said ever since they got married for the second time, it's just been difficult for her. She's finding out so much more about about Corey that she didn't know. And she just, okay. Zip it. And then Jenny and Summit, you know, Jenny was super happy, you know, because she finally got the wedding that she felt that she deserved or the marriage that she felt that, that she deserved. I'll say it that way. And that's all before the tell-all starts, right? So tell-all is starting to start. Steven is sitting on his chair and he's bouncing up and down. He's like, oh, bouncy, like he's a child. Like, you know, kids have those bouncy chairs. That's what he's doing. Um, And then he sees Evelyn and Corey on the screen. And the first thing out of his mouth is, oh, Evelyn, I think that's the most modest I've ever seen you dressed. Which cringe because of everything we know about Steven and everything that comes out in the tell-all that you are creeper stalking, creeper stalking your fellow cast members. Now, if you guys are my Patreon, you guys already know last Friday I dropped a bunch of bombs. And so when he said this, I was just not surprised. I was not surprised because I know and you all know that there's been a lot of sliding into DMs and so I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. He said that that's, that's the most modest he's ever seen Evelyn dress. He's not wrong, right? He's not wrong about that. Cause if I thought about it, yeah, that's, that's true. I, you normally, Hey, Radella, Hey, Dasha. Hey, Faith. Um, that's probably the most modest I've seen her dress as well, but is it appropriate for your, co-cast member to be saying that to you? I don't know. What do you guys think? So um, everyone's there. Everyone's wondering where Ari and Benny is. And you guys, I, I'm not sure what's going on with Ari because I I have always originally really liked her. But I don't know if she's gone through a shift I don't know if she's she's stressing. I don't know. Something's going on in her life that her her vibe is just completely different, closed off. And I don't know if I'm the only one that is picking up that vibe, but she comes in all 
Angela-esque, right? So, you know, Angela is like the star of the show. She's going to come in when she comes in. She'll get there when she gets there. Like, that's the vibe she came in. Like, she came in like, mm, I'm the star and I'll get here when I get here. And I just thought it was it was weird. Like, oh, I've arrived. We can start the tell-all now. And I don't know. That just never used to seem to be her vibe. I don't know if it's because the show has gotten to her head. I don't know if she's going through some personal issues. I don't know if it's because she's back in America. I don't know, but something is different about her. I can't quite put my finger on it, but as I talk through it, I'm sure I'm going to figure it out. So um, what do we find out? That not only Ari's in studio, but Benny's with her, but we already knew that. We knew that Benny and Ari were living in the U.S. They just couldn't talk about it because of their NDAs. But what we did also know is that Benny uh, had already done an MMA fight out there in New Jersey. <clears throat> we had the exclusive video. And I think I told you guys this, that they reached out to me because I had the video that I needed to take it down because it was it's going to be part of the show. Um, and so they, I couldn't let people know that they he was already here. But that's my job. I'm a reporter. I'm going to report on what I know. I did take it down, though. So... Um, <clears throat> Michelle says, have Ari on the show. We need answers. That's funny. Um, so they show up. They start with Corey and Evelyn. And I just, like, I just don't, okay. I don't even have to tell. If you haven't even seen the tell-all, you know what's going to happen. It's been hard since they got married. The marriage is strained. She's upset. Um, that he made her go through everything that she went through. And I honestly think her pride is hurt. That's what it is. I think that if anything, if you already had this conversation about Jenny, you already took him back. You already decided that you were going to have a second marriage and walk down that aisle, do all the things nasty to him. And he grovels to come back to you or stay with you. Then you need to let it go. There's only so many times that you can go to someone and, and, get mad at something in the past like you honestly need to move forward but guess what we're watching on an international level and all your fellow castmates are there and so you're mad that your pride is hurt and you feel like you look stupid because this dude said on national tv that he still had feelings for the girl that he was dating when you were separated and you're mad about it and if you think about it and we talk about it on the show all the time she has Anyone that's a narcissistic personality who thinks it's only about them is going to be mad when, guess what? Their partner is not thinking about them all the time, 24-7 a day. And that's why he's always groveling. And it's just, blah. Like, I just find it all, blah, blah. But meanwhile, present day, if you go to Corey's social media, he's posting that they're on their pre-honeymoon. And they're so happy. And they're both in their, their swim outfits and sipping on whatever they're sipping on poolside. So she couldn't have been that mad or maybe she's going to the therapy that Corey has gotten for her. I don't know, but I just feel like in that moment, her pride was hurt and that's what she was more mad about. All right. Steven and Alina <clears throat> uh, feels like he's the worst person in the room, except for maybe Corey. Corey has a quick like come back and says, well, I'm technically not in the room. Uh, Alina agrees. Did you guys notice that Alina, after her segment, didn't talk? Like, we didn't hear from her again. 
And she looked like she was almost in tears the entire tell-all, which, you know, I feel bad for her. But at the same time, she's choosing to be with him and she's choosing to be with him, even though, you know, he's being exposed and has been exposed to her by multiple women. And so she's known about this. And what I think is interesting, like Amanda and Rodella, uh, Dasha, C. Cruz, my Patreon crew, what I think is interesting about this, and I wanted to see what you guys thought as well, is the fact that he said just last week on the tell just last week, I got caught talking to these nine women um, because he was they, they DM'd him, he DM'd them back, and they sent like naked photos, and he sent photos back, all the things. But as you guys know, I told you guys about that and showed you the receipts like a month ago. And I get that the tell-all was filmed months ago, but I just find it interesting the way he made it seem like it just happened recently, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? So you're married now and you're still doing all the shade that you were doing pre-marriage, so you haven't changed. And honestly, you guys, I don't think he's going to change. He's going to do what he wants to do. And him, the one thing that he did say that was honest, in my opinion, was that he has a lot of sexual repression and he's very very young and for whatever reasons he hasn't been able to explore what that means for him so to me personally in my personal opinion it's showcasing itself as sexual deviancy and the and the reason why it's showcasing itself as sexual deviancy because he doesn't know what to do with it right so he's supposed to be leading this very religious life, but then he really is not, but then he doesn't want to come clean about it. So it turns into like this repression that he talks about, but it also turns into deviancy. So when you're married, but you're sliding into dozens of other women's um, DMs and you're looking and encouraging naked pictures and you're sending tongue pictures and you're, you're sexually suggestive in those emails, because you guys, you if you only know the tell and you're not part of my Patreon and you don't follow anything, any of the news that I report, then you don't know the deets. And the deets are a lot. It is, they just scratched the surface. So him saying like, oh, I slid into the DMs, sliding into the DMs and actually seeing what those DMs look like are two different things completely. And you know, my girls can attest to it. Like it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. So he was definitely being more than inappropriate while he was newly married or about to be married to Alina. And so I just think that that whole thing is wild. So anyways, um, he doesn't want to answer the question. You know, he talks in Russian to Alina, like, do you want me to tell them? Do you want me to tell them? And Sean is like, this is the tell-all. That's basically your job. Which I thought was, like, probably the best thing I've ever seen or heard Sean say in any of the tell-alls was, okay, you know what? I'm going to call you out on it. This is your job. You're a cast member. This is a tell-all, so you better tell us what's going on. So he explains all the thing that he's talking to other women online and, you know, Alina knew about it. 
because those nine women sent her the exact same screenshots that um, he is talking about. And uh, she's like, he's he feels bad about it. He says he needs help. And he says he's uh, seeking help. And what's interesting to me is that Armando and Kenny uh, went on a FaceTime with Alina and Steven and warned them because the 90 day family and cast are really like a family and they all welcome all the new cast members. They all keep in touch. Some of them are in WhatsApp group chats. They all have their favorites and they really are like a family. So they, cause they all go through very similar things. So, um, I'm not surprised that, you know, they're like, hey, we can try to mentor you through this this process and you're going to get a lot of people to slide in your DMs and they're going to do this and they're going to do this. You have to ignore it. But Stephen being young and immature and probably, you know, his ego was being stroked a little bit and pun intended. (laughs) Um, He encouraged it. He encouraged it and ran with it. (laughs) <laughs> political troll says Sean should have done that. This is the tell uh, you need to talk with Natalie last season too. facts. But I think uh political troll, what happens is every season the fans really give feedback on the tell-alls because the tell-alls have been getting, you know, better in questions, um, but they could be, they could just go way better. I thought, I mean, just give me just give me an hour with them. I'll get the answers that you guys want. I mean, I get them already, but I'll get the answers that you want. Because this, this like tapping around, you know, we're already invested. We've invested hours upon hours upon hours, season after season after season. Thanks, Faith, for always reminding me. Yes, you guys hit that like button wherever you're watching. Um, we're invested. So it's only right for them to give us the answers that we want to hear. So that being said, uh, Stephen talks about how he has all this sexual energy and repression um, and he doesn't know what to do about these urges and feelings and he's decided that he wants to do a threesome. Now, what you guys find out um, about this tell-all, which I also thought was interesting, is that as we know that Corey grew up LDS uh, we already knew that Stephen was LDS, but I think a lot of you guys didn't know that Armando grew up LDS too. So they all have that in common. And the thing that Armando and Corey were saying is that the difference is, Stephen, you're acting like you're walking the faith, right? You are pulling out your Mormon Bible, Book of Mormon, whatever it's called, um, and you're telling Alina that she has to get baptized and your faith is so important to you and all the things, but you're then living a hypocritical lifestyle. And when I say hypocritical lifestyle, you are literally lit doing all the opposite things that you say that, you know, you uphold with your faith and all the things. So that's the part that doesn't make sense to anyone. Like you can't be all holier than thou and then not be all holier than thou. It's bizarre. Now, you guys, this is totally off topic. Well, it's not off topic, but it's kind of off topic a little bit. So 
I don't know if you guys have heard this term soaking. I'm a grown ass woman. I had never heard about it before. And then one of the, someone told me about it and one of the cast members explained it to me and I, and apparently it's a huge thing. I don't want to, apparently it's a huge thing in some religions who don't believe in sex before marriage. So a lot of these people who are single and are dating do all of these things because it's not considered sex. I was shocked. I had never heard of it before. I had, I was like, oh, how, wait, what? How, what, what? So can someone rationalize how that is not considered sex? Like so, someone, please explain it to me because it just sounds like a bunch of cockamamie lies that you're telling each other. Uh, oh, Lord, political troll, you're teaching me something. I haven't heard of the jump hump. And I can only imagine what that means. But apparently, the, so there's like a whole thing. So this cast member was explaining to me that there's a whole slew of things that people do that are like basically backdoor faux sex, but it really is just sex. They just don't call it it. It's fascinating to me. It's fascinating. And then if I'm going to really go there, then I'm going to explain to you guys that that's why you have all this repression, in my opinion, because when you're young, that's when you are exploring your sexual identity and who you are, the things you like, the things you don't like, and, and all the things. And then, you know, you come into your adulthood and you have a little bit of experience and then you realize who you are and what you like. But if you're repressing that, repressing it, repressing it, repressing it, repressing it, and then lying and saying that you don't want to do this and you're not, you don't want to explore and then you don't this and you don't that, then yeah, I I can imagine that you are dealing with repressed urges and feelings and are all kind of messed up. Then also the other thing that I found out is that, did you guys know that Utah is the porn capital of the United States? I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> Political troll, is that real? Or are you making that up? <laughs> I'll just leave that for you guys to read. I'm not even going to read it. I don't know. It's like I already messed up my situation here. Um, oh, my God. That is so funny to me. <laughs> Okay, let me get serious again. Oh my God, that is wild. Political troll, I will always remember you because you taught me something new. I had no idea. I had no idea and that just sounds ridiculous. <sighs> okay, now back to Steven. So um, yeah, so Armando was saying, you know, Steven tries to, I know you guys, are you shocked? Because if you didn't know what soaking is and then Political troll is schooling us on some other stuff. It is shocking. <laughs> okay, so Armando and Corey are basically saying that Stephen represents himself as an active member of the church. And then this fool had the 
audacity. This fool had the audacity, and by fool I mean Steven, had the audacity to quote Nelson Mandela talking about that saints and sinner. And I said, I know, I know that Steven is not quoting Nelson Mandela, who is a legend. Steven from 90 Day, who's a sexually repressed deviant in his own words is not trying to compare himself to Nelson Mandela. I know he's not. I know he's not. I, I, I know you're not, Stephen. I know that must have been just the first thing that came to your mind that you thought sounded smart and backed up the nonsense that you have created in your life. But zip it right there. Um... Dasha, what comment did you make that I missed? Pop it up and and I'll see it. I I can't see all of them, but um, ask it again or say it again, and I'll I'll look for it. So <clears throat> we also find out that prior to meeting, okay. So let me set this up for you guys, and I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of what I normally just give my Patreon subscribers. So we find out on this tell all that Stephen met up with his ex, Vanessa, just before he was leaving to, to do the 90 days with Alina, right? And he says that, you know, he wants some advice, like, what should I do as a man and all the things uh, to be a better man in the relationship? And oh, by the way, you look good, hot, sexy in your outfit. Ex, Vanessa's like, you know, I'm not your teacher on your path to manhood. And I would prefer you not ever contact me again. Um, but here's what you guys also didn't know. Steven, and this is some tea, Steven uh, was not only sliding into just like everyday people that were reaching out to him DMs, but Steven was sliding into other cast member DMs. And I'll leave it at that for you. So this behavior of his is not brand new. And he's not going to stop it. And so if you guys were wondering, because I know that we talked about it a little bit, but if you're wondering, if you think back, why it seemed like Alina was being so crazy about him deleting his social media and having her friends set him, uh, like, set him up. And all the things is because she knows who she was getting into bed with, for lack of a better term. She knew, or she had her suspicions, and she decided that she loved him anyways. Now, I'm of two minds here. I'm of two minds here, and I haven't decided yet which way I'm going to go with it. So my first mind says that this Alina is... Steven is Alina's first love. And if you ever remember the first time that you fell in love or when you lost your virginity, you're like tied to that person for life. You never forget them. You just absolutely think that you love them. And even if they're not it, they're it in the moment because that's all you see. You just see stars. They brought love into your life. So it's just like rainbows and butterflies. So that's my one mind. My other mind is knowing that she's a creative type and wants to explore her art and creativity 
that even though she's a lovely girl, very kind, very smart, very beautiful, that she may have an agenda. And for her to have put up with as much she's, she's putting up with and saying that she's really not going anywhere and she continues to give him all these chances is perhaps she has an agenda. And, and you know, I hate to say it, but maybe her agenda is the American dream. So those are my two minds. I haven't decided what I really think, but it can only be either or of those things, really, for her to put up with everything that she's putting up with. Um, so ex-Vanessa comes on. So you guys now have the backstory. He's been sliding into regular people's DMs, cast members' DMs, reaching out to his exes. He's supposed to be in a relationship with Alina and about to do the show, film for 90 days and get married. So that's the backstory. Vanessa comes in um, and talks about how, you know, she met him because she was going through a face crisis and they dated for only like three or four months, but he presented himself as a faithful, faithful monogamous guy who was all about his faith, right? Which we have seen some of, of from Steven, but I feel like on an international level, we're seeing more and more that there are cracks. And I love to say this from that show, Evil Lives Here, but there had been signs. There's a lot of signs, you guys. There's been a, a ton of signs. It's a matter of what are you going to do with these red flags? Alina, are you going to just continue to ignore them because you're A, so in love? Continue to ignore them because you have your own agenda. So, <clears throat> Vanessa uh, explains that they were in um, a monogamous relationship that she thought that they were in. He went and did his three months abroad mission and came back and confessed that in those three months, he slept with three girls and was, was not faithful to her. So, he cheated. So, they broke up. So he's a cheater. He's a cheater and he's a liar. And he's what, 24? He's super young still to be having, doing all this. Like, in my opinion, he should never have gotten married. He should go and explore all this repression, find out who he is, get secure in who he is, and grow up a whole bunch because he's 100% immature. And then maybe think that maybe... I'm ready to be in a relationship. But until that day, no. Uh, Amanda says she was emotional, worried on behalf of Alina, which was both good to see and hard to watch. Those are facts. And she's ask, asking, is that the time he would have met Alina the first time? It's the time. So if you're asking when... It's not the first time he went over. It's when he was going over to get married. Um, so we find out he's also a cheater. He's a liar, all the things. And Alina's like, you know, I can't just walk away. Uh, he hopes that, she hopes that their love will conquer all. Now, how many times have you guys heard that in life? Oh, I, I just think he loves me enough or she loves me enough that that they're going to change. Loves me enough that I just know that they won't ever do that again. Or loves me enough that things will be different. 
tell me how many times that you've heard it in movies, you've heard it with friends, you've heard it with toxic relationships, you've heard it in dysfunctional friendships, you've heard it all across the board. And does the person ever change, y'all? Like people can change, but if it's a toxic, dysfunctional situation where the person has not changed at all pre-getting married, during marriage, I don't know. Actions speak louder than words. Your actions speak louder than words. You can tell me till you're blue in the face that you're going to do this, do this, do this, and this, but your actions are going to show me what you really are doing. And I personally haven't seen any actions that show me that Stephen wants to, to do anything different than what he's doing. Um, and then Ari speaks up. I'm not going to get into Ari too much until we get into a section segment. I do think that Ari came across as she does no wrong. And so condemning everyone that did wrong in their relationships when really you should probably focus on your own is how it came across to me. However, I've seen what the fans have been saying and you guys are all like, yay, good for Ari for calling Steven out on his BS and blah, blah, blah. So Uh, Amanda, what are his motivations for getting married just because of the show? Well, Amanda, I, here's what I think the motivation is. I think the motivation is he wants to appear to be the godly faithful man. And I don't know the Mormon church very much at all, but what I do know is that they value getting married and a lot of them get married at a very young age and start big families. And so I would think his motivation is to stay in line with his LDS beliefs. That's, that's what I would think that the motivation is. And I think being on the show was supposed to um, give exposure to faith and that faith specifically and life and the life. All right. So <clears throat> Ari's basically like, you know, um, I believe Vanessa and I think that Alina should just not be with, with Steven. And then Steven's like, well, what do you know? You abandon your husband. And then Ari gets all mad. She's like, I can't take this BS. Um, but then Stephen does admit that he needs help and he's seeking out a psychologist. And Alina just is going to stay with him. She hears everything that everyone is saying, none of it good. And she just believes that love is going to conquer all and she's going to give him another chance. Um, Amanda said he's coming across horribly then. I want to be whatever the opposite of him. On to Jenny and Samit. Um, we've known for a long time that these two were already married and that it just played out uh, over this season for their storyline. Uh, but now Jenny thinks that no one can break them apart. They're going to be together forever and ever and ever. And Sean asks, you know, do your parents know you're married? No, of course they don't know, because why would Summit do anything different than he has been doing for the last 10 years? 
And you know, you guys, okay, no, actually, I won't even get into my conspiracy theory right now. So, Samitha says, like, maybe I'm going to tell them, you know, on the show today, but, you know, I'm scared. And Jenny's like, yeah, we're both scared. What are you scared about? If you're both married, you're both grown-ass adults. You've gone through all the ridiculous things. You're now married, which was your end goal, Jenny. So what is there to be scared about? Honestly, what is there to be scared about? You're already married. But then I had this really crazy thought. Remember when Samit was living with Jenny when he was married to the other woman that he had the arranged marriage and then the family came over all like gangbuster style and scooped him away? I mean, if the family is able to do that type of thing, I mean... You know, maybe they would come up and scoop Smith away from Jenny. It, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. So maybe that's what they're scared about. So Sean says, you know, don't worry. We're all here for your support. Uh, so let's welcome uh, Sadna and Anil, which is mom and dad, and Amit and Sheree, which is his brother and his wife sister-in-law. So we find out that his parents still want the relationship to end. Jenny sees the clip where the mom is like, their dad was like, you know, we just want this to be over. We want it to be over. We find out that uh, Sadna calls Submit weekly and is like, end it, end it, end it, end it, end it, end it. Be done with her. And Jenny gets in her feelings and says, oh, that's not fair. Um, that you do that, you know, that whole like accepting me lasted for five seconds. And then you guys went right back to what you thought before, which was you didn't want me to be with him. Um, and so her feelings are all hurt by that. So the mom is basically like, you know, I don't really want them to be together. And Sean is like, well, what about what the astrologer said? And the mom was basically, she didn't say this, but the vibe that I got you guys was that she was like, I don't care. I don't want them to be together. And so bump that. Whatever the astrologer said, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't want them to be together anymore. I want it to be over. Which was kind of shocking, right? Because they, according to them, they've lived their whole life with whatever the astrologer says to do. Now, Here's the thing that irritated me, and I don't know if it irritated you guys too, but when the mom spoke and then the brother, what's his name again? Anyways, the brother translated. He completely translated it totally different. He threw in his own version of what he thought she said. He kind of sugarcoated it. The mom doesn't speak sugarcoat. The mom speaks direct, and I hated that the brother, like, translated it all messed up i'm so glad that tlc had the subtitles on the bottom so you actually could see what she was saying because i was like yeah admit thanks guys admit was like yeah so my brother my mom is just basically saying yeah you know she encourages them to still live together and you know she's not for it she's not against it but she just doesn't want them to be married in, anymore no your mother said bump that 
break up. I don't like them. I don't care. You see what I'm saying? It's totally different. I didn't like the translation at all. I thought it was whack. Um, so he's like, you know, at the end of the day, my mom's not going to like it if Summit marries Jenny. And then he was posed the question by Kenny about how, you know, what if it was your situation? And I laughed at this, you guys, because Kenny made this whole situation about uh, Amit and his wife. Like, what if your parents didn't like her? Would you not get married? And he's like, no, I would not. And the wife's face? I was like, look at this tell-all. TLC is just, you, TLC can have you for 10 minutes. And, ni- and you're in the 90-day universe. And they're going to ask the question. And all of a sudden, you're going to wreak havoc in a happy marriage. Just havoc. Because you know, after they got off that that conference FaceTime show, she looked at him sideways like, wait, what? What did you say on national TV that if your parents didn't like me, like there was going to be that whole conversation? Because she's like, I don't know. Even when a woman tells you, I don't even know what to say right now. You know that she wants to say all the things, but she doesn't want to embarrass you in the moment. I died of laughter. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, then Kenny almost spills the beans because he's like, you know, you guys have been cruel to Jenny and Summit for the last 10 years. You've been trying to stop this relationship. It's just cruel. Like, it's time for you guys to just accept it. It's been 10 years. And then when he's like, you know, he, he already got married and there was a pause and the whole room paused silence to someone else. It's like, way to reel it in, Kenny. Way, way, way to reel it in. Because you should have let that ride. You should have let that and see if Submit finally would have wiggled out of, of being all quiet. Because, listen, you guys, I, I personally don't understand, Jenny. Like, there's no way that I'm going to sit here and you're going to hide this marriage. You already catfished me. You got married to someone else while you were still in a relationship with me. And all the time I cha- I. I stayed and I went to India a bunch of times. You said you would marry me and you never did. And now for the whole world to know, go ahead and just go ahead and tell your parents. Cause what you're not about to do is hide it anymore. I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think of what Jenny, Jenny's mentality is like why she's just okay with submit, just not embracing her 100%, not claiming her 100%, not, adoring her and loving her unconditionally. You're already married now. Anyways. Um, Sean turns to Summit and says, anything you'd like to say to your parents? And he says, oh, I know it's hard for you guys. And, you know, someone talking bad about us. It doesn't really make a difference. It only makes a difference if, you know, you accept us and you accept that we're happy. And everyone's face is... When they pan the room and everyone's like, not impressed, look. Sean sits there and says, anything else? Silence. 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 And then Summit's like, nothing. No. No. I cannot. Jenny shakes his, her head. 
I shook my head. I looked around the room and everyone was disgusted, including Sean. Sean was like, you know, I thought that we'd get some resolution tonight. I guess not. Um, She was surprised and you could tell she was irritated by that. But what was interesting is that the parents weren't on video, but they were still on audio. And Jenny started to talk shit like, oh, this is like beating a dead horse. And Sean's like, although Summit's parents are gone, audio is still on. And Jenny's like, so what? Well, Jenny, if you're so like uh, confrontational and you got all the things to say, why don't you go up and say, hey, by the way, if you don't like me, too bad because I married your son. Why don't you do that? Instead of like all behind the back after they're gone, then you've got something to say. Seems ridiculous to me. Um, but Samit's quick on his feet, y'all. Quick on his feet because Sean's like, okay, so I thought you said that you were going to tell your parents today that you're married. And he said, oh, I realized that it wasn't the time. It's never the time for you, Samit. Never, ever, never, ever, never, ever. And he realized that he needed to be in front of them in person. You know, you... You guys, we all know dang well that Summit is not ever going to do it. He's not going to do it until he gets caught. He's not going to do it until some family friend says, I watched 90 Day and did you, like, congratulations to your son. And then they're going to be like, congratulations for what? Oh, you didn't know that that he married Jenny? And then it's going to be a shitstorm. That's what's going to happen. He's not going to quickly go over there and tell them to their faces. They're going to find out. And just like everyone in studio said, and they're going to be mad because they were on national TV and everyone in the room and everyone watching the show knows that you're married, but they didn't. Ridiculous. Um, Kenny and Armando. Um, again, I'm still curious why, why Armando can't travel to the U.S. I need, I need that answer. I really do. I need the answer immediately. Um, Dasha says, if it were me, I definitely would have told the parents. Listen, Dasha, 100%. You're not keeping me a secret for any longer. You catfished me and told me you were a model. Turns out you were working in a call center and you didn't even say who you were. You got married to a whole other person and I still stuck around. And you finally married me because my visa was about to expire. Finally. And you still don't want to tell your parents? Oh, no. Couldn't be me, y'all. Couldn't be me. Could not be. Actually, it just couldn't. Ten years? Ten years of this nonsense? Stop it. Um, Kenny and Armando. Again, yeah, like I said, I'm still curious to, to know why you can't travel. I, I really need to know the answer to that. But uh, we see Hannah. She's got a cute little haircut. And, you know, Hannah can come on, on the show for 30 seconds and she always steals the scene. And she blue kisses to everyone. I was like, oh, Hannah. Anyways, Kenny's in the U.S. because uh, not only for the tell-all, but because his daughter Cassidy is having a baby, her first baby, his second grandchild. And, you know, he's conflicted because he wants to be with his kids, um, but he wants to be with his, his new family as well. And 
you know, he's trying to blend everyone together and have the whole happy, cohesive family. And he starts crying because he realizes that Armando is the best thing that ever happened to him. So there was no way that he would ever just stay in America and not be with Armando. Um, and plus, in my personal opinion, they fought too hard to get where they are and they're too happy for for him not. You know, like, not everyone finds love like that. And so if you have a beautiful, healthy, happy relationship, then that's where you need to be because your children, Taylor, Madison, and Caddis, Taylor, Madison, Cassidy, and Bryson are grown-ass adults. They have their own lives. Some of them have their own children. Um, you can't only live for them. Like, you can live for them, but they're grown. They, they need you forever because you're their father, but you also need to live your own life as well, right? So they bring on Taylor, Madison, Cadesi, and Bryson from Kenny's side and Debbie and Virginia from Armando's side. Um, the kid, Kenny's kids say, you know, that they miss him and they love him and all the things. And they talk about the wedding and how it was beautiful. And they all talk about how the best part of the wedding was Armando's dad finally accepting them. And Armando explains how his heart was touched and just having his dad be so supportive and open meant everything to him and all the steps that they've made, you know, to get to that point, which I just think was beautiful. We see that Samit starts getting teary eyed. He starts crying because he says that seeing a family together and accepting him just got him emotional. Well, Kenny, excuse me. Well, Samit, the only way a family could be together and accepting if you actually tell them what's going on. But if you're going to continue to lie, which seems to be your pattern since you, since we've met you, then how can you ever get to a place where your family is going to be together and accepting? The longer you hide it and the longer you lie about it, the longer it's going to take them to understand. And not only is it going to take them longer to understand your decision to get married behind their back, but you lied about it. So there's going to be that on top of it. So they're going to have resentment for the lying, but yet you want to be teary eyed because you saw a family come together. <sighs> now let's talk about Kenny's kids that are grown ass adults. Okay. And specifically, I want to talk about the triplets because what ended up happening, you guys, is that Bryson was the only one that said, you know what? It's not about us. It's about our dad's happiness. So I support whatever they want to do. He's the only one that was like logical in this, in my opinion. But the triplets, Taylor, Madison, and Cassidy are all having problems with the fact that Kenny and Armando want to have children or want to have a child. Hey, Christy. Hey. And so they made this big hoop-de-doo issue of it um, because they want to have a baby. Now, Armando's family, which is surprising that Virginia and Debbie are all for it, but they want to have a blood baby, like, you know, in vitro or whatever. They want Kenny 
to have a baby that way and not to adopt because it's more along what they do in their country. However, Kenny's family, rather he adopt an older child or not actually just have a kid at all. Because selfishly, selfishly, and I use that word not loosely, I mean it directly. Selfishly, they think that he's going to be consumed with his new baby, which is a selfish thought, right? Because that would be your sibling. And you're grown. Um, and so they don't want him to start a new whole family. Now, that can open up a whole box of worms, you guys, because on the surface, it looked like Kenny's family, his kids, were the most welcoming and accepting of the relationship. That's what it looked like on the surface. But but with these little selfish comments and ways, it's like, oh, are we only scratching the surface? So you accept the fact that your dad is the happiest he's ever been, and he's lived his whole life to finally be able to legally get married. And now he wants to do what any married couple may or may not want to do, but they want to do it. They want to have a kid. And he can do that when back in his days, he wouldn't have been able to even consider any of this, but you want to take that away from him because you feel like he's going to be consumed by a new baby. It's selfish. It's a selfish move. And it makes me think that maybe perhaps... And I hate to say it because I love them all. And there's nothing ever too bad to say about them. But maybe maybe they're not as accepting as they think. Because besides being selfish, it makes me wonder if you actually have really accepted this. Because it sounds to me like when Taylor talked about, you know, we're not always going to come to Mexico and you can't come. Like that whole thing that maybe there's a little bit of cultural different that you're you haven't really accepted and so now they're going to bring in a baby and you're I don't know how else to say it but you know your pure blonde family is going to have a little more spice to it bloodline wise do you know what I mean like it could not be that but I'm just saying like their response and their attitude towards them actually having a baby and for them to be against having a quote unquote blood baby, but maybe adopt. It seems very, it just seems very, mm, there's a little bit of like mm, there. Mm. I didn't like it. I think itself is ridiculous. I think Kenny and Armando should do whatever the fuck they want because it's their lives. They're grown. They fought this hard to be together and they continue to talk about love wins, love wins. So let love continue to win and let your little selfish triplets live their own grown ass lives. That's how I feel about it. So yeah, like C. Cruz said, like I said earlier, the son was the only one that was at the end. He's like, you know what? I'm happy for them. And it's not about us. And if they want to have a baby, let them have a baby. Um, yeah, he said, you know, Bryson supports them. It's not about our comfort. It's about their happiness. And so, you know, it's the triplets that have the issue. It's the girls that have the issue. It's not, it's not the son. So there's that. <clears throat> hey, Mandy. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Okay, Ari and Benny. Again, I'm not sure what's going on with Ari. 
it's very, very confusing to me. It's very confusing how she went from just being like this girl that's traveling the world, living her life, and you know, boop, she gets pregnant, gets married, all the things. She just really, to me, guys, I'm just, I'm surprised. And I hate to say it because I do think that she was lovely in the past, but I'm not sure. Something is different with her. She's like mean girling it. And it's not a good look. Like even sitting there, she's like cross arm the whole time, judgy, judgy on everyone else, doing the storm out that Angela does just all and talking down to people and uh, uh, like pointing fingers, all the things. I just was like, who are you? And why are you being like misentitled person right now? Like why? I didn't like it at all. Anyways, Sean asks, you know, how Ari's or Avi's doing. He's great. Uh, Benny starts beaming. You can tell he's so happy about his son and says, you know, strong like his dad. And Sean asks about how the relationship is. And Benny's like, you know, it's better. I have less anxiety because he has been anxious because he thought he was going to lose his family and he's lost a family before. And so he's happy to be in America with his family. Uh, meanwhile, Ari says, you know, that the relationship is stronger because he got to see where she lives and how she lives her life. And of course, you guys, because he's away from home, he has to rely on everything that she says and her family and, and her and what she does and what she says goes. And so I'm sure she thinks her relationship is stronger. I do, because guess what? It's only him. He's not lived in America like that before. So he can do anything, but... And he can't, you guys, he can't technically work until he gets his green card. So she is in a control position over him, which I think she likes to be in personally. We find out that she's still close with Leandra, her ex-husband. Um, and Sean threw a little bit of professional shade there that I thought was hilarious. So she says, so you were still married to Leandro when you met Benny. And then you called your husband and said, hey, by the way, I'm pregnant with another man's baby and, and said it with a deadpan straight face. And Ari was like moving around her chair. She's And she's like this, like she really had to think about it. Bitch, you didn't have to think about it. You knew exactly that you were still married, that you saw Benny, bam, wham, bam, thank you, man. You knew that you were still married. You did not forget. But she took a moment to like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I actually remember exactly when I called him because he's the guy that I always called to talk about things that, you know, when I'm not sure, he's always the one that gives me the advice. And then Benny tells us that they speak two hours a day, every single day, and they speak in Spanish so that Benny can't understand what they're saying. When both of them speak English, there's no point of them to be speaking Spanish together. Completely inappropriate as far as I'm concerned. So here's what I'm going to say. I don't understand how our, okay, I do understand it, but let me just say it for saying it. I don't understand how Ari can talk to her husband, hang out with her husband, have the husband come live up in their house in Ethiopia, spend all the time with, with the ex-husband, and that not be disrespectful to her current husband because you know that they're married now. That's the only way that Benny can stay in America on a K-1 visa is you get married within 90 days. And it has been longer than 90 days that he's been in America. So that being said, everyone on the panel says, you know, 
it's hurtful what you're doing. You're you're talking to your ex-husband and you're talking to him every day for hours on end and everyone thinks Leander should back off. And Leander's like, you know, well, would it be different if I was a woman? And Benny's like, yeah, but no. Because you could be her woman best friend, but you're the ex-husband. Everyone's like, you know, Leander should back off. And he won't. And the only way he's going to back off is Ari tells him specifically to back off. And do you think that Ari tells him to back off? Do you think Ari says anything in the moment? No, because she likes she likes that like two men attention. She's getting the best of both worlds because she's got her her baby daddy who I okay. I'm going to sound like an asshole, but I'm just going to say what's really what I really believe. She's got her baby daddy who's hot. He has a hot body. He probably is good in bed. He's very athletic. Uh, she's got her beautiful brown skinned baby. Okay. Then she's got Leandro, who she probably thinks is her um, intellectual equal. And she has two men that are kind of fighting over her. And she likes the position she's in because guess what? She can have control over Benny because he's like the immigrant from the third world who just got to America. So he hasn't got his grounding yet. And then she can turn over to the person that she's all told us that they never really broke up and have all the conversation and all the stuff that, uh, that she wants. And I just think it's like totally disrespectful. You want to make a big kerfuffle about Benny being at the house in Ethiopia and making music and making a studio in the house and having, you know, if you've ever done music, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, if you've ever done music, people are in and out of the studio all the time. That's how it works. There's singers and songwriters, there's sound people, there's basses, keyboard people, there are groupies, all of it. It comes with the territory. And you want to turn around and cuss him up left, right, and center, say all the mean things to him, threaten leaving him, threaten taking the baby, threaten, 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 cuss, 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 point, point, point. Accuse him of cheating because women were coming in and out. Well, Ari, guess what? That says a lot more about you and your your insecurities than it does about Benny because he's already said that he hasn't cheated. And you can tell he hasn't cheated. And you believed him that he hadn't cheated. And yet you blatantly and disrespectfully have your ex-husband up in the house, talk to him two hours a day, every single day in Spanish. And oh, by the way, when he came to visit you and live with you for those whatever 10 days in Ethiopia, the first thing you said was when you, here's my baby, Avi, this could have been you. Stop it. Just stop with the control bullshit, double standard. And it's the disrespect for me. It's the disrespect for me. And it's the fact that you think that you're better than. Because guess what? What you're doing right now is way more toxic than anything that Benny did. It's way more toxic. And this is the part that I just, I can't wrap my mind around. I'm like, is this the same Ari that we saw in previous seasons? Like, what exactly has happened? I'm so confused by it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, you guys. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, 
then Wish and Mimi, Benny's sisters, come out, and then it just it's like a shitstorm from there. So Benny and Ari are having this weird little argument on on the couch. Benny says he was anxious and suffering the whole time that she was gone. Ari's like, well, I was suffering too. Um, and that she thought that Benny had cheated and says that Minnie told her, Minnie being, or excuse me, Minnie, it's not Minnie, it's Mimi, that Mimi told her that Benny was cheating. And Wish was like, that's not what she said. She said that, you know, if I can sleep over at the house and like, why would you care? Because every, like everyone's sleeping over at the house. There are, there are women coming and going all the time. And Ari took that to mean that there are women coming in and out because they were all sleeping with Benny. That's what she took that to mean. And then all of a sudden they bring up the nanny who is also named Mimi, which is super confusing, but Mimi, the nanny, not Mimi, the sister. Um, Wishing Mimi the sisters don't like Mimi the nanny, and they say that the nanny gives Ari poor advice. Meanwhile, that riles up Ari. She's my friend, she's like my best friend, and you're just jealous of her, and you're jealous of our relationship. You are not my family, you guys are pathetic. I don't want you in my life, and I will never talk to you guys again. And storms out. Sean's like, what just happened? Benny's like, oh, it's girl stuff. Hmm, I think it might be a little bit more than girl stuff. I think that your sisters don't like your wife. And I think your wife don't like your sisters. And I think it's because the sisters see how Ari treats him. And they don't like it. And I think from deducing what has been going on. They had a live-in nanny. Live-in nanny sees everything that's going on in the house. So every time Benny and Ari are fighting, she sees it. But she's going to try to stay neutral and say, hey, yeah, yeah, you know, just stay with Benny and work it out and all the things because she doesn't want to lose her job and she doesn't want to get involved and then have taken a side and taken the wrong side. So she's going to just be neutral and support the union because if you guys are still together, then I still have a job. So that's how I see it. And I think that she rode that neutral line while working at the house. But, you know, when she's running up in the street, because she knows these reality TV stars, She's running her mouth and telling the business and that business is getting back to the sisters. And that's why the sisters don't like her because they know that although she seems like, oh, so supportive, she's probably not being supportive in the streets. She's gossiping like everyone else gossips because that's human nature. And I think that's what's happening here. And so Ari storms out. And the whole watching her backstage and like handing some, some something to a PA, like she's some super celebrity, grossed me out. And then sitting there and saying that she will come back when the segment's over, like she's a producer and you run shit. No, you're the talent. You need to go back when they tell you to go back. You're just having a temper tantrum right now, but you don't run shit. So she finally goes back on stage. And uh, 
she's fighting with the sister still and she's like i'm not gonna say anything else until these two are leave and so abruptly sean cuts off wish and mimi and wish is like that's fine uh i can't watch ari destroy her own marriage anyways and she storms off as well and Ari says to Sean, like, I'm not interested in talking to them anymore. I won't talk to them. I, I, I get that they're Binny's family. And Binny's like, but they're family. And she's like, no, they're not my family. And I'm sorry that, you know, I'm going to be your future wife. And I'm sorry that your future wife doesn't get along with your family, but they're not my family. Okay. Okay. They're going to be in your life forever. Those are your child's aunties. And just like how you're close with your family, Benny's close with his family. So you're going to have to suck it up, Ari. But guess what? She's probably not going to want to suck it up because she thinks she control things. And what's so fascinating to me, you guys, fascinating to me in all of this is that, again, so you want to cut off Benny's blood sisters, but yet it's okay for you to talk to your ex-husband two hours a day, every day in Spanish, knowing that your husband, Benny, doesn't like it and doesn't want it to happen and wants Leandro to back off. Do you see the the ridiculous audacity and double standard there? It's, it's, okay. On to Ellie and Victor. I felt so bad for Ellie and Victor. You wanna know I feel bad for these two? Because they're like the afterthought couple. They came on the season. We learned little to nothing about them. We saw them in maybe, what, there's 15 episodes. So we saw them in maybe five of the 15 episodes. Storyline was like nothing juicy. And when I said way back when and when this was beginning, I was like, oh, Ellie, Ellie shouldn't be on 90 Day. Like she shouldn't be in this whole 90 Day universe because her little personality, it just, it's, it's not going to go over well. I remember, distinctly remember. You guys remember me saying that? I was like, she should just stay at her little pizza joint, live the little Pacific Northwest lifestyle, and just keep it pushing. And I think that that's what happened because we didn't really know anything about them. They, you guys, they weren't even on the last episode. But they were the first two to show up and I just at the tell and I just thought, aw, that's so sad. <laughs> so... That being said, we got like five minutes with them. We find out at the tell-all, yes, life is still hard in Providencia, Providencia, Providencia. Say that a million times because even though we only saw them like five times this season, they said Providencia like a thousand million times. Providencia, Providencia. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I'm so ridiculous. I just can't help it. Okay, so... We already know that Victor, because I told you at the top of the show, these two are married. Uh, they both live in Seattle. Uh, Victor's in the U.S., clearly, because he's at the Tello. You can tell that he has never been on a production set. He's all just sitting around watching everyone. He can't believe, like, all the crazy drama that's going on. It was clear to me that he has never seen one episode of any of the edited footage. Uh, I thought it was also interesting, because you guys know that I get distracted by little things. There was a moment where the cameraman panned on Victor at a moment that he wasn't supposed to pan on him. And I don't know what Victor was doing. All I saw was the end part where whatever he did, whether it was like maybe fluff in his hair or 
I mean, I don't know what he did, but then all you see him is wiping it on his pant leg. Did you guys catch that? And I was like, oh, that's going to be forever out there. And then, you know, everyone's going to be wondering what exactly were you wiping on your pant leg? Because that was super gross. Anyhow. Um, he's in the U.S. He says that, you know, he's in the U.S., but he never planned to live in the U.S., uh, but he can't leave yet. And he can't leave yet because once you get married, you guys, you have to wait for all of that paperwork to go through from the K-1 visa. And so you're literally stuck in America until they process your paperwork. And that's why he can't leave. And if you don't believe me, if they weren't married, he could leave. They're married. Um, Hiromi comes on, who's Ellie's best friend, and they finally address the cheating situation. Well, they attempt to address it because they don't really address it. They didn't address it this whole season. They brought, listen, you guys, they brought up some crazy ass allegations. They brought up the cheating allegations, the domestic abuse allegations, and they just brushed over it. Like, I don't care if you guys want to go for a friggin' walk or you want to go to the store and buy a, a stupid blower or whatever the hell you were buying. Let's talk about the issues that you brought up that you, to this day, even at the tell-all, don't really bring up. It's weird. It's super weird. And those are huge topics. So her uh, Hiromi feels like Ellie chose Victor over all the red flags and she's just not sure if they're they're gonna make it and she's really concerned about the cheating and victor's like i'm not the only one in the world that's cheated who here has ever cheated the cameraman did not do a good job in my opinion to pan across the room because i only saw kenny's little hand come up and if i go to think about it oh Corey, Corey can't put his hand up Benny could put his hand up for his current relationship, but his previous relationship, not so much. And then I looked at Steven and I just said, keep, keep zooming by Steven. Cause there's, there's no, he has no business answering any of those questions. Um, yeah. Just saying. Then Hiromi's like, do you trust him? And she pauses and Hiromi's like, well, that's the, all the answer I need. She's like, no, I was just really trying to gather my thoughts and and really um, just explain that, you know, sometimes I feel Victor has anger issues um, and it's not fair and he takes it out on me. I was like, that is why you needed to have the conversations. You guys brought up the cheating and the alleged domestic abuse and you guys are not going to address it on the show and then you're going to come here in two hours and give these poor ellie and victor two minutes to explain his anger issues oh but it's okay because he's seeing a therapist now what what uh, i'm sorry I honestly don't give a shit if you gave him 5k. That was your choice. You choice you chose to send him money to build this house that you guys are supposed to live on this beautiful island and you know, live the simple life, beach bar, 
and house on the beach that whole thing it didn't work out like that i don't care about that let's address the issues who here hasn't cheated that's what he says you want to talk about that you want to talk about the fact that he thinks that it's no big deal lads i fair let live and live like i don't know i just felt it was a huge missed opportunity to talk about the things that we as beings that have been in relationships think is important. I think talking about cheating is important so that we can all learn from it. I clearly think on a serious note that it's irresponsible to bring up any type of allegations of domestic abuse and not address them. And hence you get a situation like Jeffrey Pichel. I'm sorry, like you can't just throw it out there in the universe and not talk about it. It's it's irresponsible in my opinion, in my humble opinion. That being said, the money thing comes out and are talked about and they want to talk about like which couples combine their accounts and who doesn't. Ellie says, you know, Victor has no access to her credit cards. <sighs> okay. Whoop-dee-doo. Who cares? Like, who cares? I don't care about that. Um, and last and certainly last, I'll say Corey and Evelyn, Sean with the little bit of professional shade says, so you guys broke up, got back together. You broke up, you got back together, you broke up and then you got married. How's your relationship? Died of laughter. The shade. The shade. Uh, Evelyn, of course, quickly goes into it's been difficult. Corey says it's been difficult. He got Evelyn a therapist, which again, I laughed at. Um, they're just toxic, the both of them, toxic. And they're starting to realize that they're both toxic. Um, it's been difficult for them. She's not happy ever since they got married. And I was like, well, when? Which which time that you got married? Because you guys have been married for years now. Are you talking about the wedding ceremony you have uh, just had? Is that when it start started to get difficult? Explain that to me. Because Evelyn has never been happy. This whole relationship, all she does is bitch and complain. But then she'll be, but I love him. But he sucks and he this and he that and he's a loser and then blah, 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 blah. Now, here's the thing that if you didn't see it, I want you guys to go back and watch this segment because this cinched it for me. So let me just, let me tell you what it is. Okay. So let me get through the Lipsy, Leslie, Matt and Taylor and we'll come back. I'll, I'll shove it for a minute, but it's it's very important. I want you guys to go back and watch it too. So they bring on Lipsy and Leslie, which are Evelyn's sisters, and Matt and Taylor. And you guys, it just, those collars, Matt and Taylor, their collars were so intense. I was having a hard time paying attention to what they were saying because I was wondering, like, who decided on this wardrobe choice? What does that mean? Is this part of, like, the whole LDS family? And, like, they, the haircut was, like, perfectly coughed to a T and they sat up like very straight 
And like those collars were just, the collars were just sitting there like perfectly starched. And like just there, it was very, uh, I, I was like, what's happening with these collars? Why, where did you even find them? They, where did you get those shirts? One with like the scallop collar all out. Like, where did you, where do you guys shop? That's what I want to know. Cause those were intense. Intense. Um, yeah. Hey, Stevie. Stevie's like, thought I was watching Breaking Amish. <laughs> Dashes. <laughs> collar chic. LOL. It's funny. All right, so they don't they don't like each other. Everyone doesn't like each other in this family. So they talked about uh, the penis slash ball soup that Lipsian and Leslie made Corey eat, and were asked like, you know, do do you regret doing that? And they're like, no, he deserved it because he's not a real man and he needs to man up. And Corey's like, well, you know. The issue I had with, with it is your motive behind it, right? Your motive behind it was to be mean. But Corey, how are you going to have an issue with the two sisters mean girling you when you have a full-on wife that literally abuses you mentally every single day? Are you surprised that the two sisters who look up to her, their big sister are going to be any different? but you want to question their motives, but not your wife's motives. Cause that seems a little stupid to me. Anyways, Lipsy and Leslie uh, admit on air that they still don't like him, even though they took a time out to officiate their fake wedding. And that's why I believe that the wedding ceremony was just BS. I don't think that they went and got their credentials to officiate any type of wedding. They were just like, hey, we're going to do this for TV. Sure, what do I got to read? Do you do this? Because they were already married, so it, didn't, it doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. The second wedding was bullshit. It was for TV purposes only. Which is why I said, like, why would you have someone that absolutely hates you start off your wedding ceremony? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And then turn around to come on national TV after these two have married you to say, yeah, we still hate him. He's not a real man. He's a liar. It's just toxic on a thousand. Evelyn says, you know, that she loves him, but she wishes she doesn't. She doesn't know it's because they've been together for so long, but like here she is. And I was like, oh, you guys suck. Like you guys are just so suck, suck. You guys suck. Um, so then Taylor talks about, you know, Evelyn didn't like them when she was living with them. She was not kind to them. Um, and you know, things went sour and it went sour that Corey sided with Evelyn and not with Matt and Taylor. And so Taylor and Matt don't like Evelyn, Evelyn and Corey. We find out that no one from Corey's family has ever visited him, even though he's been in Ecuador for like seven years. Um, they've not once come to visit him. He used to be close to his family, which we saw on the show. And now he's not, but he's not. And I'm going to tell you why he's not is because his wife, Evelyn isolates him. 
and doesn't allow him to have any friends outside of their relationship because she feels threatened by every if the feather blows in the air a little too high she's threatened by it if he looks over a little bit threatened by it now here's what i'm going to tell you right now okay oh i have to do say this say this though so steven who's already in the hot seat decides to say well you know you're not alone in ecuador because you still have jenny i was like oh steven just zip it like i know he's trying to be funny but like zip it now here is where i'm being serious i want you guys to, to go back and watch this Corey's face was like he's a battered spouse so they start talking about jenny and they show the clip now i don't know if you saw but this is him his head is down and he's like shifting his eyes to see what evelyn is doing meanwhile evelyn okay crocodile tears when the camera was on her but when she didn't know the camera was on her you know what she was doing she was hitting the shit out of him like this hitting him hitting him hitting him like this go back and watch it putting her hands on him hitting him so when his face was down and him looking like you're actually scared because that's the whole vibe that he was like the whole vibe because you can be abused as a man in a relationship 100 don't don't be fooled. She verbally abuses him, in my opinion. And now I saw on TV that she literally physically was hitting him. I saw it. Go back and watch it if you don't believe me. Hitting him on the leg. Meanwhile, Corey's hunched over like this, looking like this, like he's scared as fuck. Scared that probably she's going to leave him because she always threatens to leave him. But I got to tell you, there's some emotional abuse going on there somewhere on, on, on her end. And he's the recipient of it. And that's why he's always groveling. And I'm just, it's, it's quite terrible. You guys, I, I feel bad for him actually. So his head is down. He's shaking his head as they're talking about Jenny and she's Evelyn seeing the segment where Corey is talking about, you know, he still has feelings or he had feelings for her, but he always knew that he was going to en end up with Evelyn and he loves Evelyn. Evelyn, in my opinion, was more mad about being her pride being hurt that how dare Corey, like anyone, have feelings for anyone outside of her. And so that's what I think she was mad about. So while that was all playing and he was like hunched down, side looking, this woman that is hitting on him, as soon as the camera's on her, guess what? Crocodile tears. And this is just so hard for me. And it's hard seeing this again. And I don't know what, what to do. It's just, I can't believe it. And she got all of the sympathy from the rest of the cast. Oh, yeah, you know, that must be hard. How dare Corey be with someone else? Let's not forget that she kicked him out. She thought it was over. He thought it was over. He went to a whole different country for a month to gather his thoughts. And the only reason that he came back was to pick up his stuff. But guess what? Pandemic hit. And so they were forced to quarantine together. It's the only reason that they got back together. Only reason, okay? 
Plenty of people have been separated. If you're separated and living apart, you are separated and living apart. There are plenty of people that date. Don't turn around and act like because he was still married on paper that he was cheating on you. You kicked them to the curb. You told them it was over and to never come back. And so he met someone and started dating them. And now he's in the wrong. He's the bad person. And you're the victim. Get the fuck out of here. I, and you guys don't come for me for the whole, you're, ma you're married until you, you're, your divorce papers are signed. Technically, that's true. But let's be in real life reality. Real life reality. Tell me someone that you know that is separated and not dating until the ink is dry. Because that can take years sometimes. People have full-on families while they're waiting for the ink to dry on the divorce paper. So don't act like that's something that doesn't happen. There are some people, yeah, they wait till it's all signed and then they start anew. But there are some people, a lot of people that don't. So don't come for me in the comments with the nonsense because I'm just talking reality. And I'm saying that in my opinion, Corey didn't cheat because they had already broken up and split up. Did they get back together? Yes. Were they married on paper? Yes but they were separated, not even living together, not even talking to each other, separated. So Corey apologizes, apologizes, apologizes. That's the end of the tell-all, but then there's all the talking where Kenny talks to Steven and is like, hey, listen, if you really want this to work out, you need to cut the shenanigans and focus on your wife. We see Evelyn go to camera. I can't believe Corey. I can't believe he said that thing. And I can't believe he said he cared about her. Oh, shut up. Just stop it. You already knew about this. You guys had a full on episode where he you confronted him about Jenny. Do you guys forget that you went to therapy for 10 minutes? on camera, you forget all that. So if you've already forgiven him and decided to have a full-on second wedding, then you can't then now throw that shit in his face because you're embarrassed because we all see it and all your cast members see it in front of you. You can't do that because that's manipulation. If you've already forgiven him and you guys have moved on in a relationship, then let it be that. But what you're not going to do is every time you're embarrassed, take it out on, on the only guy that truly loved you this dude truly loves you and grovels for you and gets isolated from his friends and family he's a grown-ass man with no friends the one friend he has you wouldn't even let him come to the wedding and it's only because the friend defied your order that he had one person on his side and now his whole family which we saw because we are long-term watchers of 90 day he used to be very, very close to, very close to his family. Now they barely talk. They're like strangers talking to each other. Oh, why? Because your wife wants to isolate you. Your I, your wife can be the only person that can have any type of attention. It's terrible, you guys. It's very terrible. It's very, very terrible. And on that note, that is the end of season three. 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. My predictions are this, if you want to know my predictions. Um, okay, let me just go back. We are definitely going to see um, Ari and Binny. 
Um, they've already filmed. That's that stuff that I was telling you about earlier, his MMA fight, all of that. We're going to see them unhappily ever after. Absolutely. Uh, Corey and Evelyn, we're going to see unhappily ever after. Steven and Alina, I'm not sure about them, but we're probably going to see them still some more somewhere unhappily ever after how it doesn't work out. Obviously, obviously, we're going to see Kenny and Armando. And Ellie and Victor, I don't think we're going to see much more of them on, on future spinoffs. I, I don't think it's going to happen at all, to be honest. I don't think they have enough of a oomph, oomph for the 90-day family. So that being said, December 12th, you guys, December 12th is a whole new crop of whole new cast members on 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. I cannot wait. I think it's going to be the most outrageous season that we've seen thus far, just in terms of like mismatched couples. Uh, but I'm here for it. I'm here for all the nonsense, all of it. Uh, so until then, you guys, uh, December 12th, that's that. I will see you guys all tomorrow where we are covering the family Chantel. And for my Patreon subscribers, 10 a.m., be there, be square. It's going to be explosive interview. And I can't wait. Bye for now, you guys.